You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Tim McMaster here, along with our MLB.com Yankees reporter, Brian Hoke. And it's been kind of a slow start to the hot stove season, unless really you're the New York Yankees. In a sense, they've been continuously in the news, Brian, because of obviously they don't have a manager yet. So there's that, and they're expected to be very much involved in the Otani sweepstakes that is expected to officially get underway later today. So we'll cover all that stuff and more here on the podcast. Let's start with the manager search. You were uh, in Stamford, Connecticut this morning for the annual Brian Cashman repels down a building event. Um, and you mentioned before we got started that you've covered quite a few of these. Um, he did it in a New Jersey Devils jersey this year. I thought it was interesting. But um, it's been announced that they're basically – they're done the interviewing process. So, right, we're down to six set candidates to be the next Yankees manager. Right. Nobody else has to come to Yankee Stadium. Please do not submit your resumes. All, all ballots are final. Pencils down. Uh, the Yankees' next manager will be one of those six men. So which one it will be, uh, that remains to be seen. Cashman said that he's ready to give his recommendation to ownership and then Hal Steinbrenner can act upon that. But just to recap very briefly, they had Rob Thompson, Eric Wedge, Hensley Mullins, Aaron Boone, Chris Woodward, and then finally Carlos Beltran came in. And Beltran wraps it up. Uh, he would be moving right from the field uh, to the dugout if he gets the job. Uh, I think that uh, the Yankees had a longer list, and they whittled it down to that six. But, uh, and then we'll see where it goes from there. Do you have any thoughts or any guess as to whether or not there's a favorite among those six names? You know what? I, I, Mark Feinstein just reported that whoever it is, it, there's a, clean, a clear-cut consensus among Yankee people that this should be the next guy. So we're going to all find that out very soon. I, I think it's suspicious timing, though, that Carlos Beltran just came in for the interview a couple days ago, and now Brian Cashman says, that's it, we've seen everybody we need to see, and we're ready to make a decision. That might just be a coincidence. It might be a scheduling thing, but I, I think that's certainly noteworthy there. Uh, before today, I would have said that Hensley Mullins impressed me the most. You know, I'm not obviously in the, the sessions, and they're in there for five, six, seven hours at Yankee Stadium going over all sorts of stuff. But one thing that the Yankees do is they make those candidates available to the media, and they conduct their 15- or 20-minute conference call with the media. And I just thought that – Hensley Mullins really conducted himself on that call very well. He makes sense for a lot of reasons. Obviously, he's got a Yankee pedigree. He came up in the farm system. Uh, the Giants have been grooming him to take over for Bruce Boshi in, in San Francisco. Speaks five languages, including Japanese, uh, which, you know, as you may have heard, they're going after Shohei Otani. So I, I thought that there were a lot of reasons that Hensley Mullins might get the job. Uh, but it could be that Aaron Boone came in and blew everybody away, too. So I, I think that... Uh, they, they, they know where they're going with it. I think we're going to find out very soon. Hensley Mullins uh, managed in the World Baseball Classic as well. I think the Netherlands, right? So he's got some experience with D.D. Gregorius as well. Yeah. It's a fascinating situation. I mean, nobody conducts a managerial search like the New York Yankees. I think that's fair to say. I mean, for each of these candidates to come in and for the reporters and, and the media to actually get a chance, like you said, to, to get a conference call and for lack of a better word, grill these guys, and then the Yankees get to kind of use that as part of the process. The fact that because every other manager job had been covered and filled already, they've been able to really take their time. I mean, 
Do you remember any situation? I'm trying to think of any sport where a team took this much time to name a head coach or manager, and I can't think of mm. anything. I, I'll tell you that this is kind of the way it went back when Joe Torre left as manager, though. The Yankees kind of pulled this playbook out again and dusted it off, and they obviously interviewed twice as many candidates this time. They, they probably incorporated more analytics than I think were available in 2007, 2008, but this is how the Yankees operated with Joe Girardi, with Don Mattingly, with Tony Pena back in the, back, back in the day, 10 years ago. It's been a decade. So uh, I think that, uh, and I'm, I'm sure that Theo Epstein, I think, in Boston has used similar things in the past as far as making the candidates available. Uh, but you're right in that the Yankees, it's their only game. In, it's the only game in town. The other 29 seats on the, uh, the carousel are filled, so to speak. And, so the Yankees really could take their time. And I think um, part of bringing in these other candidates is, as Beltron mentioned, he doesn't have any managing experience. If he gets the job, he would want an experienced bench coach to sit next to him. Maybe that winds up being a guy like Eric Witt. So you get an opportunity to talk to guys, not just for the manager position, but maybe for other uh, roles in the organization, either this year or down the road. All right, let's move on from the manager situation to Shohei Otani. Obviously, uh, we are recording this podcast on Friday afternoon. He's expected to be officially posted at some point this evening once the uh, official new rules are ratified by Major League Baseball, Japan, and the Players Association. And then it's a three-week window where he gets a chance to sit down and talk to whichever teams he would like. And from the team's perspective, Everybody is kind of in play because it seems like money isn't going to be the deciding factor here. It's going to come down to where he feels the most comfortable and where he has the most opportunities. Who knows really what's going through his mind as far as what's going to be the deciding factor. But you would have to think, based on their history with players from Japan and the fact that it is New York City and there are all the opportunities, the Yankees have to be one. I mean, on a single hand of of favorites, the Yankees have to be included. I think they have to be, and I think that if you look at it, the Yankees have been preparing for this for a long time. You know, they scouted Otani back in 2012 when he was in high school. They've they've been watching this kid develop for a long time and know what potential he has. I mean, this is a guy who can really change the game. Um, this is the once in a lifetime talent who's uh, coming available here on the international scene, and I, I think you'd be a fool not to be involved. And I, I think that uh, you trace back what. Brian Cashman has done this year, and a lot of it was as preparation for Otani becoming available. Uh, remember the trade with the A's that brought the Yankees' Sonny Gray back in July? The Yankees insisted on getting $1.5 million in international bonus pool money as part of that deal. And uh, more recently, they, they pulled off a trade with the Marlins, got another quarter of a million dollars, and they and the Rangers are the only teams that can offer Otani as much as $3.5 million. So, you're right in that I, I think that it's not all about the money for this player. If it was, he would just wait another two years, and then he could probably get $200, $300 million. Um, but you're going to want to get paid, and you're going to want to get some kind of bonus, I'm sure. Uh, he's not coming over here for charity. So I think that uh, the Yankees being able to put $3.5 million on the table, plus all the endorsement opportunities, everything he can get in New York City, um, I think that will not be overlooked. This is a huge star, a, a with global appeal um, coming to the United States. He's the Japanese Babe Ruth, and what better place to do that than Yankee Stadium? So I think these are all things that the Yankees are going to make part of their pitch. 
Uh, they're going to go very hard after him. Uh, Cashman finally spoke about Otani today. He really has been pretty tight-lipped about his uh, – he, he said he couldn't say much about it. Uh, now that he's going to be officially posted, they're, they're kind of re- uh, releasing the, uh, the valves there a little bit, letting the flow of information go. And uh, I, I, I came away with the impression that the Yankees are going to go very, very hard after Otani. And Cashman said – I think there's the foregoing conclusion at this point, but he said that Otani can pitch and hit in the major leagues, and the Yankees would allow him to do both. So uh, really something that we have not seen in – in most of our lifetimes, I, I think that the last player to have 100 innings and 300 at-bats in a season was Babe Ruth in 1919. Otani could be the next. Yeah, that would be amazing. And, it, I mean, if you're going to sign him, you have to be willing to allow him to do that because he can go anywhere, and that's something he wants to do is his pitch and hit. The money is amazing, not just from what you have to spend, but the Yankees are a team that would like to get under the luxury tax, um, obviously with the big free agent class coming up after next year. And he has virtually no effect there because he's going to be basically making the league minimum. So from that standpoint, it's huge for this team as well. Now, he makes sense for a, a lot of different reasons. The, the problem for the Yankees is you can pretty much draw up a case where Otani helps almost every other team, too. Yeah, I, I think that this is, a, this is a generational type of player, and he instantly makes any team better. And I think you're going to see the Rangers go hard after him. You're going to see the Dodgers. You're going to see the Angels. And they can all make very compelling cases for why Otani would fit best there. But I think that based upon what Cashman said this morning on the rooftop, uh, the Yankees are going to center their approach on, look, this is the New York Yankees. They're 27-time world champions, an unprecedented uh, amount of success. But it's not just that. It's the fact you'd be coming here to, to play with – Aaron Judge and Gary Sanchez and Luis Severino and Greg Bird and these baby bombers are all coming up. And Otani's 23 years old. He could fit right in with that group. Obviously, Masahiro Tanaka is here. Hideki Matsui has been here, is still in the organization. He'll help with the recruiting. So I think the Yankees have a lot of things pointed in their favor. I don't think it's a done deal. It's not a lock, but uh, I'd be shocked if they're not one of the final contenders at the end of that three-week period. All right, let's hit some uh, kind of rapid-fire stuff here to wrap up this podcast. Other stuff that Cashman spoke about uh, from, <laughs> as you said, the top of the building. CC Sabathia, he had a few words on, on CC and whether he may be back in pinstripes? Yeah, there's been no communication yet between uh, the Yankees and Sabathia. I think it's something that, obviously, Sabathia is interested in. He said as much after Game 7 of the ALCS. He's also said that he would understand if, if his time in pinstripes is up, but he fits really well last year. Uh, age 37, I feel like part of that is being held up by Otani. Um, I, I think that the Yankees are waiting to see where this goes. They know that Sabathia is not in a hurry to sign somewhere else. Uh, he lives in New Jersey. His first choice would be to pitch for the Yankees next season. And I think there's a, a very real scenario where he could slot and help this team out at the back end of the rotation. But I, I think they're waiting to see what happens with Otani first, and I think Sabathia is going to allow them that leeway before he starts uh, shopping himself to other teams. The non-tender deadline is tonight, 8 o'clock Eastern time, I believe, the specifics. There was some talk uh, in just speculation that Austin Romine might be a guy that could be non-tendered, but Cashman said all players will receive offers? He did say that, yeah. So uh, Austin Romine can breathe easy. I know that uh, a few years ago he got designated for assignment at the end of spring training and all 29 other teams passed on him, and he's been saying he carries a chip on his shoulder from that, a positive chip, as he puts it, but still a chip um so it looks like he will get a contract offer and 
Cashman was asked um, what the thinking was there, and it's just the value of the catching position at this point to, to find a guy who can contribute a little bit with the bat and can work with the pitching staff so well. He's obviously familiar with the team, with New York City, with the Yankees. Um, it's something they see as valuable, and I believe that his the MLB trade rumors estimate uh, which is just a guest, of course, but $1.2 million. I, I think you can afford that if you're the New York Yankees on your backup catcher to have somebody solid uh, back there backing up Gary Sanchez. Remember, Gary Sanchez missed almost four weeks of the season with a bicep strain. Romine filled in really well during those four weeks. Maybe the Yankees don't miss, make the playoffs if Romine doesn't contribute the way he did during those three or four weeks. I think that... Uh, that goes forgotten is the contributions that Romine and uh, Ronald Torres made. Didi Gregorius was also on the DL that first month of the season. So those those guys were big in, in less heralded roles. All right, great stuff. And next time we speak, I'm guessing the Yankees will have a manager, Brian, and maybe maybe Otani will have made his decision. We will have to wait and see. But things are bound to heat up elsewhere as well. The winter meeting's uh, about a week away. So good stuff. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Yankees edition. For Brian Hoke, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time.